and welcome back to Art Supply Insiders. My name is Jeff Morrow, and today we're talking to Lou Ann Gleason, co-owner of Jelly Arts. Lou Ann, how the heck are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, and so not and happy to be here. Thank you very much. Tell so, tell me a little bit about who who are Jelly Arts? What what do you guys do? Oh gosh, we do so many fun things. It's uh, so. What do we do? Um, maybe in a nutshell, I think what we do is bring a lot of joy to people with the products that we sell. So we um, we started with just a few products, but now we have a bunch of them. And we, we bring a lot of joy. People, it's a tool that people of all ages and abilities can use and create beautiful art. So th- that's kind of what we do. Oh, th- that's cool. So how did you guys come up with this really cool idea? Well, I wish I could take credit for it, but I have to give credit to my co-owner, to Joan Bess, who is this incredible artist. So Joan has been an artist, she will say, ever since she was like three years old. You know, <laughs> parents asked her, what, what are you going to be, honey, when you grow up? She said, I'm an artist. <laughs> so when, and she is an incredible artist. And so Joan um, is a mixed media artist. And she, if you saw her home and her art, it's just like incredibly beautiful stuff. But she works with really tiny, tiny th- materials. And things that you would look at, like she would do a head bust of, and fill it in with like the tiniest little pieces of beautiful stone or whatever. And, um, but it would be really t- taxing, right? That kind of work is really intense and taxing. And so what she would do to sort of let it to be free is she used to print on slabs of real jello. So she would make up cake pans of jello. And then she would let it set. She'd stick it in the refrigerator, and she would let it set. She'd put a sign on it, honey, don't eat this stuff. <laughs> and then she would take it out of her refrigerator. She'd plop it on her counter, and she would then print on it. So she would use it as a surface for printmaking. And she used to do this a lot. Like when she would get totally frazzled with her minutia, she would go print on gel. And so it turns out there's this whole group of people at the time. So this was almost 11 years ago now that are gel printing enthusiasts. And what they do is what they used to do is they would make up cake pans of jello with that special formula and they would print on jello. And, um, but you know, jello is perishable and. And it takes up a whole plate, you know, shelf in your refrigerator, and you have to hope nobody eats it. <laughs> and then it kind of rots, you know, it falls apart, and and so, and then you got to start over. So then you got to make another cake pan of Jello, right? And but the real challenge was that when you were ready to print on Jello, it wasn't you may not have a cake pan of jello in the refrigerator like and when you're if you're an artist and you have inspiration you want to print on jello and you don't have a sheet of jello then what do you do you know you got to go buy all the ingredients you got to make it up you got to stick it in the fridge but by then your whole desire you know you don't have the inspiration that you had it's gone and you whatever so joan called me and she says okay i have an idea 
And I'm like, so here's a woman who has a lot of ideas. She's just a, she's basically an encyclopedia of art materials. She is just really incredible. And I'm talking like she understands all the chemistry behind things. And I mean, she's very intelligent too. <laughs> and so she calls me and she says, I have this idea, you know, and I'm like, okay, but I also had a consulting business and I was busy and I had still had a couple of kids at home and, I'm thinking, hmm, I wonder what she's got. So I kind of put it off because I was busy. But then she called and she said, come on over. You got to come over. So I finally made the time. I went over. She pulls out this cake pan of jello. And honestly, I'm thinking, oh, she's she's kind of a little crazy. (laughs) On the counter. And honestly, it was the craziest afternoon that I will never forget. So she puts it on her countertop. And she starts putting paint on top of it. And I'm looking at her like, okay, she's lost it. And so then she's rolling it out on this big slab of jello. And it's like this thick slab of jello. And um, she takes a big comb. And first she rolls the paint out. And she takes a comb and she runs it through the paint on top of the jello. And then she puts a piece of paper on top of that. She pats it. The whole thing's wiggling. And then she pulls off the paper. And it was this beautiful print. It was like this beautiful print of beautiful color. And um, so she keeps doing it print after print after print. And they're all like so pretty. I'm kind of, I'm totally mesmerized. So then I say, okay, can I try? And I'm not an artist. I love to sew and I've made a lot of beautiful things sewing since I was a little girl. So I said, okay, let me try. And so sure, come on over. So I go over there and I do my own and I do the comb thing and I do the print and I pull it off. And I remember this feeling that, holy crap, maybe this is beautiful. I, if I put a frame on this thing, I could, I could put this on my wall. And I remember this feeling that I get, I could really be an artist with this thing. <laughs> like I could make something to put on my wall. And I remember that feeling. And so then I made a few more prints and, um, you know, I'm a marketer. And so in my head, I'm thinking, and I have done some new, a lot of new products. So I was thinking, this is really interesting. If a non-artist could do something this simple and make have this wonderful feeling, because there's it's really a wonderful feeling, right? That you could be an artist. Um, that maybe there is something to this idea, and so that was really it. I mean, she had wow. in an afternoon, and I said. So that day we shook hands. It was so cute. We shook hands and we said, okay, let's try to do this. Let's see if we can do this. And her idea was basically finding a durable, reusable, affordable way to make a surface that mimicked the slab of jello and sell it to the masses. And um, I was totally intrigued. And so that was sort of the beginning of the whole thing. And it was an idea. And now we sell it all over the world. So how did you get from a jello pan to finding this material? Did you guys go out and source it? Did you get a chemist? How did you find it? Yeah, so that's what we did. So we drew up product specs. We knew what we wanted. 
And we went out and we, we talked to a few different people and then we found somebody to make it. And so today we don't, we have somebody new, but we started and, you know, we, we had a few product problems, quality problems, and we wanted to make it in the U.S. So we brought it back to the U.S. and we've been doing that. So now we have a fabulous product that we make in the U.S. that we're really proud of. So what, what would you say the secret to your success is? Oh, my gosh. Uh, the secret to the success is that we have a high-quality product that people love, that I think people are getting the same wonderful feeling that I had that very first day when they pull a print. and. I'm not an artist, right? And people, you know, most of people don't have art school training. And um, what's a product that gives people a wonderful feeling, then they can create beautiful, colorful prints. Well, so does it take a lot of, let's say I've never done it before and I haven't done it before. Does it take a lot of money to invest, to get started in, what do you call it? Jelly printing? Is that what it's called? Okay. So it's called gel printing. Gel printing. Our brand is Jelly Arts. Got it. Um, And so what is it? Does it? All right. So that is one of the secrets to the success of this thing. So we, when we started out, you know, it's a form of printmaking. Printing on Jello is was a form of printmaking, and but you know, printmaking, formal printmaking, is super expensive, and you need the printing press, right? You need printing inks and printing papers and printing tools, printing inks. All of that stuff is really expensive. And when we were standing around that counter that day, we were like, no, we want this forever so everybody can do it. So we wanted it to be as affordable as possible. And we wanted not to have to use all the special stuff. So we wanted it to be able to be people who use it with acrylic paints because acrylic paints are affordable. You can buy a little bottle of acrylic paint for, you know, under $2 sometimes at Michael's or Joann's or whatever. A lot of people have acrylic paint. So acrylic paint was a big deal. We wanted people to be able to use acrylic paints and not have to use printing inks. Um, We didn't want all the expensive printing tools. We didn't want them to use printmaking papers. Like you can use it. You can create a beautiful print on a sheet of copy paper, you know, really on our plate. So we wanted it to be as affordable as possible. So that was the original vision. And I think we've, I think we've attained it. So today what people need to start printing is they need one of our plates and, you know, they start at three inches, but you know, maybe start with a three by five, which I think sells for about 12 bucks. You do need a roller, a roller you can get for probably five or $6. Um, And then you need some acrylic paint that you can just get some of your favorite colors and you need some paper. And one of the things, you can use copy paper, um, but you can also use inexpensive things like um, index cards. Like you can buy a pack of unruled index cards, you know, that are four by six. They, you can use those to print on the three by five and just go to town and print, you know, 50 prints. So wow. it's really quite affordable. 
So, you know, like I said, I'm I'm a dummy on this thing. So we get this gel plate and do you carve into it or do you paint on top of it? How do you how do you do this? Thank you. That's a really great question. Uh, All right. So the beautiful part about this plate is you don't carve into it. It's just a surface that you use over and over again for prints and you never alter the surface. What you're doing is you're using this cool jello-like surface um, and you're applying paint and then you're creating textured things, designs in the paint. So you're never altering the plate. The designs are in the paint. And then you cover that design that you've made with the paint with either fabric or paper and you just use your hands and you press down and you transfer the paint to your paper or to your fabric. Oh, I always thought you had to carve into it and stuff. Okay, now I get it. The beautiful part about that is, think about this tool. It's so perfect for schools or for class, for workshops or art educators. And so we do sell, you know, class packs, we'll call them, which are just boxes of plates or boxes of rollers for art educators to teach students because there's no carving involved, so it's safe. You know, there's, and these plates are super durable and long lasting and they're non-toxic and odor free and all the good stuff. They're vegan friendly. You know, they're just like beautiful little pieces that you just use over and over and over again. So you said you can use acrylic paints. Can you use other types of mediums? Can you use watercolor, inks, I don't know, oil paints, all of the above? Yeah, all of the above. You can. And so when we started out, of course, we're our in our brains were acrylic paint, acrylic paint, acrylic paint. Well, but then, of course, people who, you know, are people, so they want to try all these different things. So we started experimenting, and lo and behold, you can pretty much use all – you can use all the above on this thing. And the one thing that I will caution is, like, if you use an oil paint and you it's, it has a strong pigment in it, the plate could absorb some of that pigment and become discolored. And people get nervous. Oh my God, I ruined my plate. You know, it's got, it's now looking yellow or it's looking blue. Um, the, it does not ruin your plate. You can continue to use that plate and that paint will not come out on future prints. And there are other cool ways to get rid of that stain. Um, by using something like baby oil, you can squirt a bunch of baby oil on the top of the plate and then rub it with some paper towel, and you'll see that pigment get pulled right out of the plate. So you can use a lot of really fun things on the plate. I mean, could you, could you, this is just, just a crazy thought. Could you put spray paint on it? Uh, sure. I don't see why not. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So how do you actually clean these plates once you're done? Is is there a special thing you have to use? Okay. Nothing too special, but um, well, first of all, a lot of people never clean their plates. So you have a bunch of artists out there or people out there that say, what? I like all that crusty stuff, all that dried paint on my plate. I'm never going to clean it. And occasionally it gets pulled up when I pull a print and it looks really cool. So you can go that route and never clean the plate. But if you want to clean your plate, you can, there are several methods. So one is you can just like put water and paper towels. And so wet your paint and clean it with a paper towel. 
You can use hand sanitizer. So in today's world, hand sanitizer, we all have a lot of hand sanitizer and the alcohol in the hand sanitizer really cleans the plate. So on our art table out here, I just keep a big old bottle of hand sanitizer, squirt a big squirt on the plate <laughs> and wipe it off with a baby wipe. So hand sanitizer works beautiful. A baby wipe works beautiful. Um, at trade shows when I'm doing a lot of prints, I can't, I use a lot of baby wipes. Um, and another thing, baby oil. So if the plate is stained or you're think you want you want to sort of restore it as much as you can back to its new state, you can just dump a bunch of baby oil on the top of it and then just wipe through it with a paper towel or baby wipe and and you're you can start all over again. Wow. So it's now it's clean. So what's the best way to store it? So what, all right, so the most of the plates come in a clamshell. So, and when it's new, all right, this is a really important point. When the plate is new, when you first get your plate, it's covered on both sides with sheets of mylar to protect that surface. So you're going to take the mylar off when you print, and now you've got your plate. And when you're done printing, I like to clean the plate, make sure it's dry, and then cover both sides with a sheet of copy paper. And when you cover it with a piece of copy paper, just pat it smoothly so you make sure that there's no air bubbles between the, the paper and the plate. And then take that plate, now it's covered nicely with, on both sides with copy paper, and put it back in the clamshell. And so just store it in the clamshell. And a lot of people ask, can it be stored vertically or horizontally, or does it have to lay flat? None of that matters. You can just, you know, it hangs in a store, so it's perfectly fine to hang it. It lays flat. On our art table here, what we do is we just stack them up and put paper in between each one. We don't even use the clamshells anymore. And then they're just there ready for us to use when we're playing. So you can How just fun. leave them out in fresh air. They're not going to get dry. It's just, they're, you know, they're super durable. Sounds like fun. So what sizes do they come in? Do they, do you have all sorts of sizes? They start, um, we have little minis, we call them the mini plates, and they come in a bunch of different shapes, and they're about three inches. And then we start with a rectangle at um, three by five, and we go all the way up to a 16 by 20. And so oh my. over the years, what's happened is people keep asking for different sizes, and so we've added to the line. And now... We go all the way to 16 by 20 for fine artists who want to do, you know, big wall art. Or they use the 16 by 20 for um, fabric yardage. So little, you know, big things um, with that. So you can, you can print on paper. You can print on fabric. What else can you print on? So you can print on, all right, so, so some really fun things are, you know, shrinky dinks. Remember shrinky dinks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can print on all those shrinky dinks. They come in all these different colors and stuff. So those are really fun. Um, I've made some really fun jewelry. I should have worn it today. I wasn't thinking, but <laughs> necklaces, um, brooches. So shrinking dinks are really fun. You can print on polymer clay, which and make jewelry out of polymer clay. You can print on um, what else? We have can you print? Can you print on glossy paper? Uh, gloss. All right. So define. What do you mean by glossy paper? I, you know, it's it, it 
it's the kind of paper you would do like for photographs and stuff like that. It's not really absorbent. All right. So photographic paper, we've had some mixed results with. I would not, we try to tell people to stay away from a few papers. Glossy paper is one, photo paper is one, because the coating on the paper can stick to the plate and ruin your plate, and there's no way to get it off. That's one. The second one is newsprint. Do not put newsprint by that damn plate because the plate loves newsprint. And um, you can get it off with a bunch of baby oil and a lot of elbow grease. But who needs that, right? So you want to keep it away from newspaper. And then beautiful handmade papers that are loosely woven. They're, you, don't, you don't really don't want to use them on the plate because when you pull a print, there's a bit of a suction thing going on, and so it can tug a little bit. And on a loosely woven paper, you would you could damage it. So you want to stay away from that. That makes perfect sense. So do you guys offer kits? If somebody just wanted to buy a kit where everything was included, do you guys offer those things? We sure do. We have a bunch of them. And if you go to our website, jellyarts.com, um, we're always experimenting with new kits. And so we have... We do have a card making print or card making kit. We have a stamping kit. We have a feather kit. And we just are introducing this week, actually, a kit for Mother's Day gifts. Um, and it is, it's our print making tool kit. And then we're really excited. So we have this new tool that is um, to help people align their prints. So a lot of people do layer on top of layer, print on top of print. And one of the challenges is to align that print perfectly. And so we have these new tools, placement tools. And so we decided, what the heck, let's do a placement toolkit. So we've got that. So we do have, and we're always trying new ideas. We're putting new things together to keep people, to, you know, to spark inspiration with. So the, the best place to, to purchase the product is by, is it in retail stores? Is it in... Hobby Lobby, is it on your website? Where exactly can they buy the product? So we um, we love people to support our partners. And so we are at Michael's. So you can find a few of the sizes at Michael's. Blick, you can find everything at Blick. So if you go into a Blick store, they have a beautiful assortment. Um, and then, of course, you can buy it on Amazon. We have a lot of partners reselling on Amazon. And then we have our website. So you could go to jellyarts.com and you could also find everything there. And that's so jellyarts.com. That's G-E-L-L-I-A-R-T-S dot com. And uh, do you happen to have a, 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 a store locator uh, on your website where if they're, let's say that they're in middle America and they don't have a lot of choices, do you have something that can point them in the proper direction? No. So we used to when we were smaller and that, <laughs> that became really difficult to keep up to date. And so no, sadly we don't. However, what we do have is we have the best customer service manager around. So you can always eat email us. So you can go to our website and go to the contact us page, or you can call us, call our office. I'm going to give you the number 267-457-3119. Say that one more time. So it's 267-457-3119. We're here until about 4.30 or 5 every day. 
And that's, are you on the West Coast, East Coast? Where are you located? We're in Philadelphia, proud to be in Philly. And so um, give us a call. We're here. We answer the phone. We love to talk to people. We love to talk to our customers. So give us a call and we'll help you out. Now, also, uh, I know a lot of people like to go to YouTube and see artists do it. Uh, do you have a stable of artists that use your product? Okay, so we are so freaking lucky here. We have the most incredible artists. And so first of all, I was telling you about my co-founder, Joan, who was just, she's incredible. And Joan was doing all of our YouTube videos up front. And it was a lot of work, a lot. Um, and so what we realized is we needed help, right? And we found some these amazing artists first of all when we go to germany for trade shows and so i'm just going to name a few of them we have about a dozen artists right now on our team and you can find them all on a banner on our website but we have brand ambassadors of birgit Koopsen in the netherlands marcia valk in the netherlands tanya ahmed in the uk and giovanna zara in italy and then we've got about 10 other artists that don't do as much, but they do incredible work for us. And I feel we're super lucky that we have this incredible team. And it's just amazing. I mean, my job is so fun because they send me all this stuff. And it's just, you know, I'm in awe every day. So let me ask you a question. This is a question I personally don't know. Um, what does monoprinting mean? I see that word in the printing industry. What is monoprinting? Okay, I'm going to tell you what I think it means, but I'm not okay. an artist. So it means that you're creating one single print and you're not going to, nobody else, you, it's just a one single print and it's a monoprint and um you can try again and make it, but you're not going to make the same darn thing again. So it's a process to create a single print. Got it. Well, is there anything I've forgotten to ask you? All right. Can I just say one other thing? Which of is, course. Right. For people, if they're looking for inspiration, if they would go to our blog, you it is the biggest treat in the world. So if you go to jellyartsblog.com, you can, it's all organized by artist and you can look by artist at the beautiful work that they're doing and you will be in awe and full of wonderful ideas by the time you're done. So the blog is just incredible. That's great. And Luann, thank you so very much for joining us today. You've given us a lot of great information. And I think what you've really done is taken the mystery out of this whole jelly printing process for people that haven't really done it before. Uh, thank you so very much. Uh, thank you so much. This was a privilege. Thanks. You've been listening to Art Supply Insiders. Check back with us often as we talk about the world of art and craft supplies. If you like these podcasts, be sure to subscribe or follow us on your favorite podcast. And we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave us a review. If you'd love to show your support for us, please do consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash Art Supply Insiders. Now go out and create something. Music.